Folks, every once in a while, you have a game in which your goaltender is your best player. Not always the most uh, ideal of outcomes, right? You want two points, but you don't want to have to ask uh, guys like Connor Hellebuck and David Riddick to be your number one star. But against the New York Rangers, the Jets basically forgot to show up, but Hellebuck didn't and stole two massive standings points. We'll dive into this game and what the Jets got right and what they got wrong on tonight's episode of Locked On. Winnipeg Jets. Or locked on the Hockey Jets, your daily podcast on the Winnipeg Jets. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hello, friends, and welcome to tonight's episode of Locked On Winnipeg Jets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Harrison Lee, an avid Winnipeg Jets fan and an online blogger. You can follow me on Twitter at HLivingLoco and at LO underscore Winnipeg Jets. As always, thanks for making Locked On Jets your first listen of the day every day. If you like what you're hearing, be, sh- be sure to like, follow, and subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform of choice, including Apple, Spotify, Google, Megaphone, Odyssey, and YouTube. Doing so is completely free of charge and ensures you never miss another episode. But most of all, we just really love and appreciate your support. Now, like I said on tonight's episode, we're going to dive into Winnipeg Winnipeg versus the the New York Rangers, a game in which the Jets, quite frankly, just didn't really seem like, um, well, that they'd even left the Prudential Center from last night. Obviously, yesterday's loss to the uh, New Jersey Devils was very suboptimal wasn't the kind of game that I think Bones would be uh, super thrilled with. He tried to experiment with the lines against the Devils. Didn't exactly work. The power play units weren't all that great. The even strength performance from the lines also wasn't anything to necessarily write home about, uh, in part because for all of the chances the Jets could generate, you know, the lack of finishing talent mixed with, you know, some of the, the grinders and depth players, kind of killing the offense when the Jets' uh, skilled players would get into really good positions, put Winnipeg in a really tough spot. So in tonight's game, you know, the Jets went back to more of the normal line combos. You know, Ehlers is back in the top six. Uh, Winnipeg kind of has, you know, a lot of the depth players back into the third and fourth lines, just generally what you would expect from most Winnipeg games. And I thought, you know, Here's a squad that could potentially play at least decently against the Rangers. New York also had, you know, been coming off of another game the previous evening, evening. So you'd expect the Jets and the Rangers to be tired and maybe Winnipeg would have a bit of a spark. Instead, Winnipeg basically spent 60 minutes getting absolutely dummied by the Rangers to the point where Hellebuck made 50 saves on 51 shots. And how many like shots did the Jets generate? Around 2022, something like that. It was very small. Uh, Winnipeg really is going to look at this game and realize, well, the only one who I think honestly showed up was Hellebuck. Now, that's not to say that the Jets didn't score a couple of really nice goals. Mark Scheifele had a really big rebound goal and then had a backhander to sort of ice the evening. But on the whole, right, who was the most consistent player? Well, it's easy to say it's Connor Hellebuck. I think he, above all, was... Uh, the single most important difference maker. He made so many unbelievable saves. 
I think New York at, at, at even strength, and I don't know if it was all situations or just even strength, uh, they had like 3.4 or 3.5 um, expected goals in this game, which for one game for a goaltender to have to face and actually save is just ridiculous. Hellebuck was spectacular. Uh, anything the Rangers did, whether it was net front, on the power play, any of the cross uh, crease passes that should have been uh, perfect one-time opportunities, Helly somehow stopped all of it. And it's really a testament to just how incredible Hellebuck is that Winnipeg came out of this game with even one single point. Honestly, the Jets should have s- surrendered like, I don't know, six or seven goals. That's how bad this game was. But thanks to Hellebuck being Hellebuck, the Jets come out of this with a four to one victory. So yeah, you know, I, I I think once in a while you do have to ask your goalie to steal a, a game or two. And when you have Hellebuck, that's a very easy ask. Helly is tremendous. He's been uh, back to Vezina caliber this year. And apparently there was some conversation on one of the broadcasts about him, you know, eventually being a hall of fame, hall of fame kind of goalie. And uh, I think most goalies who actually win the Vezina usually do end up in the hall at some point, but you know, obviously Hellebuck uh, really just deserves it anyways. He is a model of consistency, of excellence, and I, I think this game is just yet another, I don't know what, what you would say, like a feather in his cap. He's been such a good goalie for so many years, and his performance is kind of why you look at the season and next season and realize just how much the Jets have to really push the uh, the, the chips in, right? Timo Meyer needs to arrive another middle six forward of some point uh, of some caliber needs to come in. The Jets can't really afford to waste years like this where the best goalie in the league is playing for your team. And Hellebuck has been far and away, uh, for me, one of the best goalies of the past decade and a half. You look at a lot of the the players that he sort of echoes, and we're talking like Henrik Lundqvist caliber goalies. I've been a huge Lundqvist uh fan for for many years i think he is you know most comfortably the most similar goalie that we've seen to what hellebuck has done year in and year out uh, john gibson also being another one but for the purpose of this rangers game i think lunkvist is a really fun comparison you know maybe stuck on teams that aren't nearly as good as their records but because of the man between the pipes it hasn't always mattered and for the jets that was a really big deal in which they had to get two points. I mean, you know, the Jets were facing uh, a situation in which they're slipping in, in the Central Division. The Avs are gaining, the Wild are gaining, and Dallas, you know, has kind of hit a, a little bit of a rough patch here and there, but the Jets really need to keep pace. So, Hellebuck, if you have one takeaway from this game, it's that Hellebuck was tremendous. Now, what else did the Jets do right, and what did they really get wrong? We'll dive into that in just a moment. But before we go any further, I do want to shout out our friends and partners at FanDuel. The midway point of the NBA season is here, and now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. New customers get a no-sweat first bet of up to $1,000, which is bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. You can bet on everything from money lines to point scores to even the number of threes drained. If you're interested in betting on Uh, Just how many points LeBron James is going to continue to add to the new point scoring record. Uh, That that is something you could certainly do. 
Maybe you want to bet on the number of threes Steph Curry is going to drain trying to get the Golden State Warriors back into some sort of competitive state. Or maybe you think uh, it's time to bet on the Celtics again as yet another repeat champion. Let me know who you're betting on this year, but no matter what, FanDuel is the number one place to cast your votes on your favorite NBA players or teams. And of course, FanDuel lets you combine your bets for an even bigger payout with the same gay parlay. Don't miss the chance to get your no sweat first bet of up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Hello, friends, and welcome back to this episode of Locked On Winnipeg Jets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're just diving into Winnipeg versus New York and what the Jets kind of got right and what they got wrong, right? So uh, <laughs> the number of things that Winnipeg got right probably just starts with Hellebuck, and that might be where some would be content to say it ends. And uh, would I say that's entirely fair? Maybe not. Maybe. I don't know. I think the return to skill in your lineup is certainly something that, in general, was the right move. After a game in which, you know, the Jets sort of experimented and screwed with the lines and didn't really get the result they were hoping for against the uh, the Devils, resetting things to roughly how they were before makes a little bit more sense, but maybe not in the way that you would hope. Um, we saw lines like Connor, Shifley, and Appleton, which for me is just... Okay, you know, uh, then we had like, you know, Dubois, Wheeler and Ehlers together, which is another. Oh, OK. I mean, it's not like the worst line combos, but I look at this team and I'm like, well. I think the biggest problem is, is if you take away, say, Ehlers is, is you know, his his transition and speed and uh, the sort of pace that he has to stretch the ice with line mates who are bigger and slower. What are you really having him do? I think we saw this in the in the game against the Devils, right? He was playing with Lowry and Wheeler, and we saw that Wheeler, for one thing, was really struggling to keep up. Lowry, offensively and pace-wise, also wasn't really the kind of player to uh, really track down and uh, work well alongside an Ehlers, who's kind of a gazelle when he is uh, moving north and south. And so when you have that with Dubois, who's been decent recently, but is kind of struggling with some elements of his game. It just, for me, doesn't really feel like the right combo. And I'm not sure if that's to say you should stack all of your top players in one line right now and hope that that line is able to dominate possession while you have a capable enough second line that kind of finishes uh, and, and sort of gets the rest of the opportunities as best as it can. But I don't know. For me, I think Bones is trying to make uh, lemonade out of a, a pair of stones, I guess, but by the same token, you know, could he have also done better than he's uh, recently been doing with some of the lineups? Probably. But at the end of the day, I think the biggest problem with the Jets right now is that there's just not enough scoring talent to go around. This Winnipeg team, you know, you're, you're looking at what we're dealing with. And Perfetti's now injured, and I don't know how long he's going to be out, but it seems like it's not going to be a short-term thing. So... <clears throat> The Jets are trying to extract as much offense as they can out of this team, and there's just not enough to go around. I mean, it's a problem that we said even during the offseason, the lack of big acquisitions, the lack of uh, roster acquisitions for the bottom six as well. It puts the Jets in a bit of a perilous position where you have to get a, qu a quick lead early. 
you know, surprise goalies who aren't maybe as dialed into the game and then try and hold that lead for as long as humanly possible. And for Winnipeg, they've mostly been able to do that this year, especially in the first half of the season. But the last month or so, you're seeing this team and its limitations kind of laid bare for, you know, not only the coaching staff to see and the fan base, but also the front office. I think Shovel Day Off has to look at this team and realize, you know, this is a squad that I think might survive a round or two, but really needs that extra level of top six talent to push it from a team that's going to bother people to a team that people should generally fear. And for the Jets, you know, a team of Meyer would also kind of set you up for the next couple of seasons. Now, I, I think it's going to be really hard to figure out how exactly the Jets are going to fit everybody uh, after, you know, 2024 rolls around and suddenly you have half the team up for extensions. But principally, right, you know, the main player that you have to bring back is Connor Hellebuck. I think Ehlers and Connor have a little bit of contract control after that, but Hellebuck, he's the guy that you're you're basically offering a blank check. Um, you know, is there a risk that he's going to decline? Obviously, he's going to age, and as most goalies age, you do see uh, some some declines in returns from them, even amongst the elites. But I do think with Hellebuck being the way he is, uh, <clears throat> and kind of I guess how repeatable his style is. You know, that big, boring, technically sound and and very strong sort of style of goaltending where you don't have to move as much. You're very efficient. Maybe Helly is going to last a little bit longer. It's hard to say. Goalie aging curves are kind of a toss up. But for all intents and purposes, right, the next two to three years are what you're looking at. And so for the Jets, if they can acquire that talent to really push this team into the next level, games like this in which you know, the Jets kind of got by on luck and goaltending are going to be less of an occurrence. The Jets, as they are, are, are solid and they can occasionally pull these games off. But this was the closest we've seen to like the last three years of Jets hockey. And we want to get away from that. We want Winnipeg to be more like it was in the first half of the season. Fast, aggressive, occasionally a little loose. But, you know, at least if you're going to exchange chances, you know, the main thing that you want to see is that Winnipeg is still controlling the you know overall edge in expected goals and scoring chances and i think this team can still get to that point but without that additional scoring help this team is going to really struggle to outplay opponents that quite frankly have just been better than the jets in most categories so a lot to stew on but uh, in the meantime the jets are about to head on to uh, another last leg of the tour of new york and i think this is a team that's going to be a tough one for the jets and then friday you know, they've got a pivotal matchup with the Colorado Avalanche. And I kind of want to talk about these next two games because I think we can learn a little bit more about <clears throat> how the Jets view some of their assets like Dylan Sandberg and Logan Stanley, especially as, you know, Logan Stanley drew into this game against the Rangers after Sandberg had had such a really good stretch of, you know, games over the last couple of months. So we'll dive into that in just a moment. But before we go any further, I do want to shout out our friends and partners at Athletic Greens. Our next partner has a product that I use literally every day. I started taking AG1 because I was looking for a boost to my immune system and something to get my daily routines going. Obviously, there's lots of crazy viruses and bacteria running around right now, so fortifying your immune system really couldn't come at a more important uh, time, and that's why AG1 is excellent. With one delicious scoop, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, 
probiotics, and adaptogens. It's lifestyle friendly, whether you've got keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, or gluten-free dietary restrictions. It contains less than one gram of sugar. It tastes great. And best of all, you know, a lot of you are probably concerned about GMOs, nasty chemicals, or weird additives. And, you know, AG1 is free of all of that. And, you know, don't just take my word for it. It comes backed by over 7,000 five-star reviews from pro athletes, trainers, uh, and folks just like you who are looking for a really affordable micro habit that you only have to do, you know, once a day. It keeps your immune system going. And best of all, it costs less than $3 a day, which is a lot cheaper than your average cold brew. So right now it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every single day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. And to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL network. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash NHL network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Hello, friends. Welcome back to this episode of Lockdown Winnipeg Jets. We are just wrapping up really quickly with some thoughts ahead of Winnipeg versus the Islanders and the Colorado Avalanche. And actually, the Jets will be playing the Isles twice over the next uh, uh, five or six days, you know, a home and home kind of situation. Although in between then, of course, you have the Avs. So it's not quite the home and home that we usually get, but uh, I would say for all intents and purposes, close enough. Now, The Islanders recently have not been very good, but this is a team that, you know, still will probably give the Jets problems in part because uh, Ilya Sorokin, who was one of the front runners for the Vezina this year, just stole a game against the Penguins. Uh, Sorokin has kind of been one of New York's really big uh, MVP kind of players this year. Very similar to what Hellebuck has been doing, to be honest. Um, Arguably one of the top goalies in the league. And without Sudokin, I don't really think the Islanders are where they are in the standings, even with the acquisition of Bo Horvat. And to make matters worse, of course, Matt Barzal just went out with a, a long-term injury. He's out indefinitely. So this Isles team offensively has limited firepower, but I think for the Jets at this point, you really can't take anyone lightly. I think Winnipeg has maybe had a few games where they've underestimated their opponents and they got punished for it. Uh, you know, the, the Blue Jackets game, I think, is a really good example of the Jets kind of getting an early lead and then thinking that was going to last. And then Columbus came roaring back and kind of embarrassed Winnipeg. So I think against the Isles, you need to be really disciplined. You need to avoid giving them easy opportunities and freebies. So, you know, try and control those turnovers. Make sure your passes and, and puck management are clean, which for the Jets has kind of been a problem this year. But most importantly, you know, just don't lose focus. I mean, this is a chance for them to kind of split the uh, the current road trip. Well, I guess split kind of, right? Um, let's be real. I, I, I think even with the Blue Jackets game um, and, and the Devils loss, even if Winnipeg gets like half the points on this trip, I think that's pretty decent. Even if the, the way that they kind of arrived at it, I would say is questionable. But at this time of year, you're just really looking for results any way you can. And that's probably what Winnipeg's mindset is going to be over the next few weeks. Now, the Avs game, the Avs game is going to be really interesting, right? Because uh, Winnipeg is trying to, you know, rotate like the defense and stuff. And one of the things that I've I've seen Bones doing recently is occasionally tossing in Logan Stanley over Dylan Sandberg, which he did against the Rangers. And I don't really understand why. 
Uh, Logan is the kind of player who really needs um, very specific conditions to be very successful, and that's not playing against really fast, really skilled players routinely. And we saw sometimes Logan Stanley and Neil Pionk pair together, which, yeah, you're just going to not be able to play that pairing very much at all. It, it gives you two other good pairings in Morrissey DeMello and uh, Schmidt and whoever else he's usually going to play with, Dylan, typically, if it's not Sandberg. But all of this to say Sandberg just really shouldn't be getting benched. I get if you're trying to give Stanley some reps here and there because you like him, he's a hard worker, and you want to reward players who are doing really well in practice and trying to really uh, work on the elements of their game that you want them to round out. But by the same token, it's really important to not make your life harder. And if you have Sandberg out, suddenly Winnipeg's defensive structure takes a bit of a hit. You can only afford one really bad player on this defense, and if it's going to be Pionk, you know, that's okay. Neil can still provide offense and do other stuff that's useful. But if you have Stanley in as well, you have two different defenders who you're going to have to really shelter. And so for the Jets, I think it's really important to make Sandberg your principal defender on that third pairing going forward. But I don't know how Bones really wants to play this. Maybe it's a contractual thing. Maybe they feel he could be trade bait. No matter what, though, the Jets really need to make sure that they maximize every part of this roster because until we get like a big announcement of a major trade, the Jets have almost no margin for error. That was true at the start of the season, and it's especially true right now. So let me know how you feel about Winnipeg's performance recently. Do you think the team is trending in the wrong direction? How do you think Winnipeg is going to try and get by this with such little scoring depth? Drop your thoughts in the comments below and at my social medias, at HLivingLoco and at LO underscore Winnipeg Jets. For tonight's episode, though, that is going to be all the time that we have. I thank you so much for listening. Uh, We will be back here tomorrow, so be sure to like, follow, and subscribe. And as always, have a great night, and go Jets go.